سلام خوش آمدید مرحبا اهلا و سهلا اناشنیکا خوانجامیدا سلام علیکم شراغلاد اولام بینبینیدوس زدرستوچی دبرو پاجالوچی هلو ویلکم تو آر پادکست دیالای افل سی لنگو There's an old Czech proverb that goes something like this. Those who know many languages live as many lives as the languages they know. Another way to say that is summed up in this proverb. You live a new life for every language you speak. If you only know one language, you only live once. Persian Farsi instructor Aliga Semi alluded to the same thing when he talked about his love of languages. His real name isn't Ali, but we changed it to protect his identity. I realized it's really a new world. It's a new character. You become a second person or third person. With learning another language deeply, if you learn the language and the culture, so you become a different person. Ali's love of language and learning started early when he was growing up in Yazd, what he calls a small town in Iran. It's a historic town, actually. Many uh, neighborhoods are, the houses are made by clay. I was partially spent time in some of these old neighborhoods. It was nice. So narrow streets, very narrow uh, alleys, and um, some, some of the old alleys are even roofed with roof bazaars. Uh, so... Very interesting. In 2017, Yazd was named a World Heritage Site by UNESCO. It has remained largely intact because it's difficult to get to thanks to its remote location. And then, of course, there's the heat. Summers were very hot, are still, and um, you have to stay at home during the day. At After like 10 a.m., it's so hot, they cannot leave house. And uh, so you have to make yourself somehow busy. So there was a time that I, there was a library next to our house and I was very lucky to um, go there and get the books and read them. But I remember I was in first class, I think, um, elementary school, and I went to the library, got all the books for my age, and when it was done, I, I grabbed another book from another age group I tried to read two, three pages, and I couldn't understand, so I returned. So that was it. So no more books. Even the books were scarce. Um, it was a ideologic country after the revolution, so they had removed everything. So censorship was big and impacted even the life of children. That censorship was a big deal to Ali, so much so that it became the focus of his Ph.D. years later where he studied the last 100 years' worth of Iran's historical textbooks. 100 years ago, so first modern schools were established in Iran, and first uh, school books were produced, and they were the best and less controlled by the government. The, the kings, they didn't have any idea. They didn't even care about what's being taught in schools, not very much. And intellectuals were in charge of they took upon themselves the task of production of school books, and um, they were the best books, actually, at that time. And then afterwards, after the governments realized, oh, something is going on there, let's look into it, oh, let's change it. No, that's not the right way to talk about us. So then started to bring their own ideas, 
And definitely after the revolution, we got the worst. Censored all ideological against, um, you know, um, every everybody else is bad. We are the best. And I mean, the Islamic revolution, the leaders are the best. It's the best democracy, demo, uh, democracy in the world. So we have the best human rights. Everything is great here. So that's the picture there. It was this revolutionized Iran that Ali largely grew up in. The revolution was 1979 when Ayatollah Khomeini came to Iran and took power. So in the process of Islamization and removing everything Western from Iranian um, educational system, all aspects of the life should be Islamized, according to them. And then so they removed also products, cultural products, books, films, movies, everything. So we grew up in a really a place where you have, you're suffering lack of all of these things. So things that look very, um, you know, normal, usual in other countries, so you didn't ha have access to. And we had at the same time war against Iraq. So everything, all the um, money, budget was spent on war. So we were also suffering from economic pressure and even simple food. You had to stay lo uh, long lines for hours to get meat. So meat, cheese, milk, it was rare product. It was hard to find. So months passed that you didn't get chicken, for example. Butter it was luxury good. There was a time that you didn't have sugar for weeks. It was really rough time, tough time, very difficult. Ali graduated high school and moved to Tehran to get his bachelor's in German and then get his master's in teaching German. But why German? I loved foreign languages and uh, I thought I, I know some English. Everybody knows English. Let's try another language. Germany had definitely a good reputation in Iran. Is Germany, you know, Germans in Germany are f f famous because of their industry, because of their soccer team and many other stuff. So they had a good reputation. And I thought that's a good language to study. Actually, one of the reasons why I studied a foreign language was to go abroad and study somewhere else because I was not very satisfied with the quality of um, higher education in Iran. And it was a big dream to go outside and study there. And after I studied German, so the best place was to go to Germany. It was after he finished his bachelor's and master's in Tehran that Ali got a scholarship to a university in southwest Germany. For the next seven years, he lived in Germany, where he earned another master's and finished his Ph.D. He ended up living in Prague for a few years before getting a job as an instructor at DLI. He's been here now for eight years. And it's at DLI where his real adventures in academia began heading up the development team to update a severely out-of-date Persian-Farsi curriculum. 
Because the language is in such high demand, thanks to our world events, what would usually take three to four years to do had to be done in six months. The uh, DLI command group decided to start a new project, which was analyzing the current curriculum and find gaps and problems. Um, we formed a team here, and I was part of it, and we did this analysis and uh, found all the gaps. And after we presented our final report, uh, we were told by the senior management that, okay, you are going to fix it now. <laughs> and they decided uh, to give us a six-month project to produce, develop all the curriculum for Farsi school which was really intense. They assigned a group of around 15 teachers and different uh, some MLIs and others to us to finish the entire curriculum in six months. It's really challenging, it's really hard, and uh, we did our best, and um, some classes have started to implement them. Ali's team got it done. The new curriculum is being rolled out now, including feedback and reviews from students, MLIs, and teachers in the schoolhouse. As for Ali, all told, his journey has taken him through four different countries and six different languages. I was good at foreign languages. We learned English and Arabic in school, and I was, I was good at both. And when I was listening to Sometimes when we, when we were playing with radio and there were some English-speaking channels, One small skirmish in a battle against a much more... I tried to imitate them. And I enjoyed And I, I really love to understand and be able to use that language, communicate with it. So um, I think from early on, from childhood, I, I felt that I love it. It's very interesting, you know. If you if you have dealt with translation, you know that there are many things that you cannot translate word by word. Why? Because you see from one perspective and the speaker of another language sees from another perspective. So you learn, by learning another language, you learn the, the other perspective. Not only for expressing things, but also the philosophy or the principles they are believing in. The worldview is transmitted through the language. So you learn the language, you learn how to look at another perspective um, to the world. <laughs>